Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Commiserate. I'm Dave. And I'm Sam. And we're here to talk about the highly anticipated Ahsoka Season 1, or series finale, uh, the eighth episode. And there's a lot to go through here. I hope it's not the series ending, just the season. There were conflicting posts. Um, the official Star Wars Instagram page had made a promo post earlier today saying, are you ready? Something along the lines of, are you ready for the series finale of Ahsoka tonight? And the comment section was going crazy saying, what series finale? What, what, what? And I checked back a few hours later and they had amended it to say season finale. So who knows? I mean, the way that this episode left things, it's hard not to expect a season two. There, I feel like there were so many loose ends in this episode. Um, not like loose ends, but, but, but what do they call that at the end of the movie? Like they're setting up for the next one, like pure and simple. The next season has a lot of things to kind of pick up on. Um, so the episode picks up, um, back with Ahsoka and Ezra and Sabine on, um, on the planet. And they're kind of trying to head, head back to, uh, Thrawn. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a uh, we have a nice little scene between Ezra and Huyang. So uh, Sabine's in the background there. Ezra is constructing a new lightsaber, which confused me because what happened to Ezra no longer needing or really wanting a lightsaber from the last episode, <laughs> but now he's constructing a new one. I think he gave up on that pacifist life. Yeah, like probably three seconds into that first fight. Yeah, it was also interesting that he was making a blue lightsaber instead of a green one. Now, like he had in the previous series, but maybe I'm reading too much into it. Yeah. They had some interesting dialogue there with, with Hu Yang and Ezra and, and Hu Yang was just remarking that he had helped um, Ezra's master, Kanan Jarrus build his lightsaber. And then Ezra was like, well, how old are you? And I feel like at this point in their like relationship, they would have talked about how like Hu Yang's history a little bit more than this. This is like their first time talking about how old um, who Yang is. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they, I think the way that they handled talking about Kanan was actually pretty well done because it was written for a way that it could uh, cater to both the fans and new audiences, kind of giving a background of who Kanan was, the type of person he was, while still providing that little, little wink and nod to those of us who know Kanan pretty well from having watched Rebels. Agreed. They the, they did a nice job with that there. Yeah. And they uh, follow the scene uh, by having Ahsoka and Sabine have a conversation, basically catching up. Uh, this was the apology conversation. Yeah. And it ends with them discussing uh, how is Sabine doing with her training. Uh, I mean, what training was Sabine supposed to have done? I mean, without Ahsoka around. <laughs> For one, calisthenics, but uh, but the way that they're discussing it, it was good, but it feels like a conversation that feels like seven episodes too late. Like, if we had gotten more of this with Ahsoka and Sabine throughout the whole series, throughout the whole season of like having actual teaching and training conversations, there were like a couple here or there, but not nearly as many as there should have been. Well, I feel like this was. This was like four episodes late. The whole the whole betrayal part with with Balin and and Sabine trying to find Ezra and stuff, and 
they've definitely they've spent time together that like and only now are they talking about it like in a in a in a mature and adult setting um it just again pacing it's kind of weird yeah Yeah. it's it was but i mean the scene itself was still well done for what we got uh i need to talk about how ezra was utilized in this episode or maybe underutilized not the word utilized at all uh he even clearly states um I'm sorry, like, forgive me for stating the obvious, but after the uh, they get attacked and their ship gets uh, damaged, she says, forgive me for stating the obvious, but this is going to slow us down a bit. Is Like, they couldn't think of another line to give him, or do they just think the audience is that stupid that we can't put that together on our own? I, I disagree. I think this is kind of one of those Ezra moments. Like, I could totally see animated Rebels Ezra doing and saying that. I don't know, but then... It it did seem a little. I mean, forward. they catch up to where Thrawn's at, and uh, we can see Thrawn is like definitely gearing up to escape this place. And Ezra even says he's taking the Star Destroyer with him. Yeah, we know. Like, is it? I think it was Ezra's job in this episode to just state what was going on, which got me to thinking: Could you edit Ezra out of this episode and not even notice? I think it's possible. I think somebody had done that as an experiment with uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think it was Raiders. They had completely edited Indiana Jones out of the movie to the point where it didn't affect the plot at all. At all. And I felt the same way about Ezra here. It's actually kind of impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say he doesn't have his moments, but we'll get into that later on. Uh, We also see Sabine finally succeed in using the Force. She's able to grab her lightsaber when she's being choked by a night trooper. Oh, that that shows it. That's like way, way later, man. Stop getting ahead of the story. It's what came next in my notes, which means it must come soon. Well, okay, it's coming up. Yeah. Um. So there's a little bit here with uh, Thrawn and the the mothers, and Morgan gets a really cool sword, mm-hmm. which um is kind of like there's a there's a there's a movie trope. I forget what it's called. Um, Herringer's gun. It's like. Here's a here's a tool. We're we're gonna we're gonna use this later, but just forget about it for right now. Um, so that comes in way later in the uh, in the episode. So along along with the Tie Fighter fight, um, Ahsoka loses her ship. So Hu Yang stays back to try to repair it. Uh, so Ahsoka and Ezra and Sabine all they find their dog horses again, and they start tracking on foot back to the the Star Destroyer. Um, which at this point, there's a couple of moments where you see Thrawn like start sweating. Um, and I think this was the first moment that they start getting close. So he pulls kind of a cheap shot and says, all right, just, you know, have the have the cannons shoot, you know, shoot him down. And I don't want to say this scene was a little bit unbelievable, mm. but I feel like this scene was a little bit unbelievable. Yeah, it was... They somehow miraculously make it through all of these turbo lasers. Like, how many of these things were firing on them? Like, they are definitely supposed to die in this scene. But they don't because force? I don't know. Like, it was was a lot to swallow. Uh, But they get through. They get through. They get through. They 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 use the force to open the doors. Okay, that also kind of upset me. Which they're somehow able to do while, you know... Receiving all this, you know, that seems like a circus trick. Blaster fire and standing on a horse, opening doors, Mm -hmm. all three of them while avoiding turbo laser fire. Like it was, it was impressive. Mm -hmm. 
But eventually they are attacked uh, by a bunch of night troopers. And this is what leads to our first instance of Sabine succeeded, succeeding in using the Force. Now, this this whole sequence here between the, the fighting the night, the night troopers um, and then they meet up with Morgan. And this this fight scene between Morgan and Ahsoka, this to me was the episode. Well, okay, well, but I, I'm still talking about Sabine. The Morgan and Ahsoka stuff is until later. No, that's uh, it's... that was before. No, right? first, first Sabine and Ezra are kind of split off, and they're getting attacked by the night troopers. Then we cut to Morgan and uh, it was Ahsoka. kind of it was it was a parallel. It happened in point hand. Is it was it, they cut back and forth. The point is that Sabine is able to force pull her lightsaber to her. All right, initial thoughts on Sabine's okay. force pull. Uh, I respect them for saving it for the finale, even though that's the easy and cheesy move. Um, Ooh, easy and cheesy. Easy and cheesy. Um, I think it's at least better than having her succeed in using the force like in the second episode. Um, so there, there is that. I will agree with you on that. Side. Um, but then my respect was kind of undercut in the next scene where they're making their getaway while Morgan is fighting with Sabine. Uh, but maybe I can, maybe I can get to that later. They, uh, Ezra and Sabine, they're able to escape the night troopers. Right. Uh, as Thrawn is starting to make his, you're talking about the jump. I am talking about the jump. Thrawn and his little posse of, what was the, the mask dude's name again? Enoch. Enoch. That's how it says it anyway. So Thrawn and his Enoch, um, head up to the ship mm-hmm. and they start they start driving away. Um, at this point, the Eye of Scion, the hyperspace ring, has exited um, orbit and has now attached and locked on to the Chimera, the Superstar Destroyer. And in, in typical, actually, like hyperspace ring fashion, just like a, a, a wing lock, which is kind of cool to, to see. They have a kind of a close-up. Um, and at this point, the ship is starting to pull away and there's probably... A, 100, 100 foot, 200 foot. You know, yeah. Yeah. I'm not good at judging between the platform and the ship. Yeah. Um, and Ezra says, that's too far to jump. Yes. And, and Sabine says, <laughs> Sabine's like, no, we got this. Remember how I only just used the force for the first time, like literally two and a half minutes ago. Well, maybe we can do that old trick that you and Kanan used to do where one of you jumps and the other gives you a force push to help you get to the other side. I'm totally ready for that now. I'm now an expert in using the force. Come on! I appreciate the Rebels' callback because Kanan and Ezra used to do this trick all the time. Quite frequently. Uh, they'd give each other a boost. Um, there were there were a few good Rebels' callbacks here. But with Sabine just having succeeded in using the force to get her lightsaber... I did like that moment, but it was just, you know, a little too soon for her to get this push trick right away. Um, But at least it wasn't so perfect that she got him, you know, smoothly to the other side. He still had to climb a bit, but it was, I was like, all right, Sabine, come on. Nobody picks it up that fast. That that fast. Um, So, and I know she had a little bit of training, Mm -hmm. but like a little bit of training. But it all... Now, all of a sudden, kicks in at once. It's like... Anyway, so she gets her lightsaber. She um, is able to ward off the night, night death, troopers. the night death, dark 
Trooper. They, they looked like Death Troopers, they but death the troopers. subtitles kept saying they were Night Troopers. Well, they were Night Troopers, but it was a Death Trooper. Yeah. As a Night Trooper. But even, yeah, the de- in the Death Trooper scene, it was still saying Night Trooper on the subtitles. Interesting. The subtitles need some education, or we do, one or the other. I'm not going to lie. I do enjoy watching with subtitles. It, it lets you in on a lot of little it does. It does. things. Uh, there was another nice Rebels callback with Ezra disguising himself. As one of the troopers, uh, that was something we saw a lot of in that show. Uh, some good old-fashioned Ezra awkwardness, where he was uh, talking on the Night Troopers radio, something like, "Oh yeah, all all good here." That was there was a you know that Ezra stuff was good. That's the Ezra that we know and love. But other than that, I mean, I'll get into my overall thoughts later. Uh, it is important to note that at that point, um, Sabine gets Ezra up to the ship. But Sabine stays back to fight with Ahsoka because I, I forget um, what happened in the last episode, but primarily, but she's like master and, and apprentice need to stick together. That seems yeah. to be kind of a growing theme in this. And Sabine did learn that the hard, the hard way because she uh, completely abandoned. Yeah, she did abandon Ahsoka a few episodes ago. So I guess this was a nice way for that to come full circle. But. Uh, before we get to Sabine intervening, let's talk about this duel between Ahsoka and Morgan. Oh, this now this lightsaber battle is intense. It's very intense. And you can feel just every emotion with every strike of their weapons. It is highly intense and very compelling to watch. I will give it that. It is intriguing watching because Morgan's Morgan's sword, she's able to grasp like the the not just the hilt, but also like the back of the blade. Um, so her fighting style is kind of interesting to watch. It, it's unique from any that we basically have seen in the Star Wars universe, because as you may know, you can't grab a lightsaber. No, it's. uh, But they get some pretty even strikes here and. uh I mean, Rosario Dawson, she got the choreography down here. There's a lot of quick, swift movements. Um, and just a little note, the um, and we actually watched one of the behind the scenes. Um, like like a, a special look at Ahsoka. A special look at Ahsoka, so like some of the filming and stuff. And just the impact that having like LED lightsabers, like real glowing, mm-hmm. not doing that in post. The 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 effect that that like immediate lighting has on the surrounding, you just can't get that in in post production or cinema, you know, animated anything. Yeah, no, it's uh they they did that very very well. And uh, Sabine, of course, makes the right choice. She comes to give Ahsoka a helping hand. Uh, ultimately, Morgan, uh, not Morgan, Ahsoka defeats Morgan. Um, which dramatic expected, and and it's I mean. I thought they were going to dispose of Morgan at the beginning of the episode because she had kind of served her purpose. And they end, they ended up kind of doing I, just that. I, I um, think we both, the one one that, how'd that one scene go? Where Thrawn like called Morgan into like basically a conference meeting. Yeah. And he said, all right, it's time hey, for us to go, but we need you to stay. Like we both knew. Yeah. Mor- Morgan's about to bite the dust. Hey Morgan, your main storyline has kind of concluded and we don't really have much left for you to do. So we need you to go die fighting Ahsoka. It's kind of like, like, okay, bye. When you walk in and you're like, hey, I noticed my script. Uh, I, I must be only have like half of my script because like, it ends oh, right here yeah, awkwardly. Well, well, you got a special script. So here's that. But 
Yeah. So sure. I mean, like, you know, she kind of, her storyline seems to come to a fitting end. Fitting. Um, Very fitting. But yeah. So then after all of this, unfortunately, Thrawn does escape. And we still don't know the contents of those crates. Still don't know. We still don't know. Um, another reason for a season two. Um, and also somehow Ezra escaped off of Thrawn's ship because he's able to go see Hera. Yeah, they that seemed to be kind of a, a, a plot gap. Um, he, well, that shows up, a little, I think, a little bit later yeah. in the episode. Yeah. I'll, but Ezra is in um, the Z6? I forget the shuttle, but we've seen it in, like, Clone mm-hmm. Wars. He's flying. He's escorted by a, a couple of A-wings back to the Mon Calamari, like, like half like, ship. Trapped on, I don't. Like, I'm like, how did, because there, there, there seems to be, in a very important um, period of time where a lot of things happened that is we just kind of glaze over. Is there a deleted scene that shouldn't have been deleted? I, I feel like they cut something that must have been for time or they didn't get to film it. They ran out of budget. I don't, I don't know what happened. They spent but, all the money on Hayden Christensen. Um, but it leaves all of our main characters kind of scattered. Um, so for, Ez, Ezra and Thrawn. Ezra, we're kind of like we're literally in a reversal of where we started this season. Now Ahsoka and Sabine are stranded on uh, this planet, and Ezra and Thrawn are the ones back in the uh, main universe. Main, I guess you main, could say the main Star Wars galaxy. Um, just a big Uno reverse card got yeah. played. So there's that. Uh, we get a Morai sighting, which is Ahsoka's. Uh, Owl, I forget the exact name of it, that she has said has always kind of been on the lookout for her. I was so hoping that we would see Morai in this series, and I'm so glad we finally did. It was a very brief moment, but I loved it. Um, At the end of the episode, we see... We need to talk about this. We, we see, need to talk about this. We see Balin and Shin. Se- I, separately. Well, separate. separate. We see Balin. We see, yeah, we see Balin and we see Shin. I have to be 100% honest. I had completely forgotten about them up until when we saw them <laughs> because we hadn't seen them the entire episode, which just proves that their storyline has made no impact. None! No impact whatsoever. I forgot they were in this show. And I will admit, I forgot about Shin because she ran away. She ran that away. Whole, and it was like, okay, you know, Cut the plot, cut the scene, you're out of the picture. Balin, I've been waiting to see his continue, like, like his story continue. He said he had a different path, which I we know. it was so dramatic, which we still aren't really clear so on. So dramatic, very tantalizing. Um, his tale. Shin kind of comes back with a vengeance. She signals to the other. I forget. She shows up to like names. the bandits. Yeah, and she's she just raises her lightsaber like. In a dramatic kind of like, hey, you guys, I'm going sloth from the Goonies. Um, so so Balin, but where I think this is kind okay. of the important plot point. Uh, where is Balin standing? So when we first come to this scene with Balin, uh, there's a statue of a man's face behind him. And I jokingly said, Which, oh, wait, did Balin like make a statue of himself? It looked like, just like, I'm like I, I want to be that extra one day. Uh, but then we zoom out, and this was such a rewarding moment as a Star Wars fan, as a Clone Wars fan, as a Rebels fan. It's actually three statues of none other than the father, son, and part of the daughter of Mortis. 
Oh my goodness. I was over the moon. Uh, clearly Balin is thinking about the bigger picture. How do they relate to this? I do not know, but it was so incredibly exciting to see them. Well, it's so, it's so fascinating to see because like in the, in the, in the classic Star Wars universe, um, the, the father and, and, and the son and the daughter, they're, um, more as like a, a dramatic, like a, kind of like a one story arc it's like yeah i mean well, you don't know if it was like a dream state that ahsoka saw them it's and, left and to like, interpretation it's a three episode arc maybe four episodes um but it's one of the most unique arcs in the entire clone Wars series i've said before on here that it's my favorite arc of the entire show um and then it has some tie-ins with the uh later parts of rebels so to see that make an appearance here how does it relate to Balin's specific mission? I do not know, but it does tell me that he's got he does have the big picture in mind after all. He is on a different path because the father, son, and daughter, they are not necessarily concerned with just good and evil. There's a lot of gray mixed no, in there, th which there's a lot of fan that. theories that they are the embodiment of the force. They are they are kind of like the the keepers of the balance of the universe, mm -hmm. you know, light and dark. And they you know that whole kind of theorem, yeah. but uh, I'm so excited to see where they go with this. I, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they're able to do something with it. So Ezra, uh, is we last see him reunite with Hera and all oh, yeah. did, my, did we talk about that for a second? Mm -hmm. So he comes down the ramp, Hera, you know, the whole the whole squad, you know, is pointing their guns at him and he takes his helmet like Chopper rolls up. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Chopper knows what's up. I don't know, because droids can do anything, everything in the Star Wars you know, universe. Just a, little, a little skinny skin. He's like, hey, that's Ezra. Yeah. So he he rolls up. Ezra takes his helmet off and Ezra's just speechless. So Ezra in his classic, like right word at the right time, like his scripting is just so great. He it's says it's typical Ezra. Yeah. Hi, Hera. Hi, Hera. <laughs> what is it? I'm home. I don't know. I wasn't a fan. I was just like, uh, once again, an underwhelming reunion in this show. Why does... I have this written in my notes in all caps. Why does this show suck at reunions? It is. There is no emotion. Yep. There is... They don't even give Hera a chance to say something like... Ezra, I'm so glad to see you. That not even something no. cheesy like that. I just, like Nothing. it's been again this build up and build up and build up. This show spends so much time treading water with minuscule, good word, payoff. And I just, I just, I, I can't. I, I was, I was not satisfied. I was not satisfied. Again, I think that you could cut Ezra out of this episode, and you wouldn't I know. Ezra and Ahsoka probably had the only meaningful reunion. That was a good scene. Yeah, I will. I will agree with you on that. But Hera and Ezra again falls flat. Um, so the final, the closeout scene is Sabine and Ahsoka are back on the planet with the Nodi, just kind of setting up shop, getting ready to move. And why who, can't and we remember the name of this planet? I can't. It's I like Peridia, I think. I think it's Peridia. Yeah. Peridian. Peridinia? I don't know. So they're there. It's um, it's it's IGA Dathomir. And you can it. tell Sabine's sad, like she lost Ezra. Okay. And and just kind of the, the complete reversal of this. What are we saying? This is eight years later? 
eight years later from... From the end of Rebels. Oh, no, this was 10 years. 10 years mm-hmm. later. Thrawn and Ezra fly off to a different galaxy in a Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. At the end of this show, the exact same thing happens again, leaving Sabine and Ahsoka behind. Yeah. Um, so Sabine you know, is kind of obviously sad about it, and Ahsoka's just like, hey, look, we are all where we need to be. Suck it up. This is this is what's happening. He's like, hey, girl, we've actually got it made here. Like, we're on a planet where no one's going to bother us. We can just, you know, crack open a beer. It's going to be nothing but, you know, movie nights and pillow fights from here on out. Just chill. <laughs> like, just, you know. Um, and so the very last shot of this season, what were your thoughts? Well, tell us what it was and then tell us your thoughts. So the it closes out if if I'm if I remember mm-hmm. correctly it's uh it's a pan over the the star destroyer bay it's the it's all the little boxes that they hyped up back in episode five or we six. still we still don't know what's in we these still crates have no clue what's in there but the final shot with Sabine and Ahsoka oh with yeah. with uh, Hayden well okay <laughs> oh sorry was that a spoiler I mean everything we've said has been a spoiler but um so okay I was a little upset with this scene because. Like they're they're looking at the sunset, the sunset, the moon, the moon, whatever that thing is. They're looking off dramatically into the into the middle. Does this planet even have a sun and moon? Who knows? And you know, Sabine kind of uh, she pauses, like she pauses too long, like something is up. And Ahsoka's like, "Hey, what's up?" And Sabine was about to say, "Oh, I felt like the presence, or or, I sense something, a presence I've not felt since." And then she's like, nah, it was nothing. Never mind. And walks off. Ahsoka waits, and, you know, and then it slow pans back and there's Hayden Christensen, force ghost right there. And it was a nice little, I guess, subtle nod to like Sabine's, um, attunation. What's the word? Like, like her being oh, attuned to the force is a little her, bit better now. Intuition. Or, um, yeah. is better now. Ahsoka still kind of, you know, that kind of relationship between Anakin, the master, Ahsoka, the apprentice, but now Ahsoka, the master and Sabine, the apprentice, that kind of continuation of the Jedi legacy. I think it was kind of a special, it was nice. I get what it, it's still, I found it upsetting. I found it to be such a cheap move. Not that I don't love seeing Hayden Christensen back as Anakin. He looks good on camera. <laughs> um, But... There was like, why does Disney love ending their uh, series with the Force ghosts of these old characters? We had Qui Gon at the end of the Obi Wan season or series, and we got Anakin at the end of this one. Uh, Mando season two, Luke wasn't a Force ghost, but I think you could argue that his appearance, his, his kind of at the end, was more. I don't know, just kind of fan service yeah. as well. There was no like. I mean, what did Ahsoka? really accomplish in this episode to warrant Anakin appearing to her and be like, hey, I like what you did there. Good job. Like, I know I haven't really talked to you since. Now that you mention it, it might just be kind of one of those, like, um, consistent Star Wars things that we never really thought think about. I never really thought about. Um, <laughs> like, the end of episode six, you have... You know, Anakin what? and Yoda and Obi-Wan, you know. What do Force Ghosts do besides just appearing and being like, hey, nice job. 
pretty pretty much like, that's like, it. Like, hey, I saw what you did there. Nice. You did a pretty good job. That was, I mean, I, I got to give you They're kind of like that the moral was, support stickers that yeah, your teacher like, used to put on your Hey, homework. you know what? I got to tell you. You did good back there. Hey, 100%. <laughs> I know. I good know. job. So, well done. So it's just left all of our main characters. Keep up the good work. This uh, finale has left all of our characters kind of scattered, um, which means there has definitely got to be a season two. Uh, yeah. My concern is they can't really continue Balin's arc unless they recast him. I mean, you cannot. Oh, why? You Ray Stevenson. He's, he's he did a fantastic dead. job. He's dead. He's gone. Yes, he is. My life. I mean, unless you recast him, I don't think they can CGI an entire season of Balin. Or I think it would be stupid of them to try to write him off altogether because he he has the most intriguing so storyline right left hanging has, here. Yeah. Um, so I, oh man, I I really hope they're able to figure out what to do with him. Uh, Hera's kind of being on trial plot. I guess it was somewhat resolved in the last episode. I, I just really hope that the writers' uh, strike ends soon, so that the writers can start working on it's, Balin's arc. It's getting there. They reached uh, some con- some uh, agreements the other day, but it's still yeah, it's it's, it's still, still dicey, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's there's some loose threads hanging here. Um, what we're what, okay, I want to do our overall thoughts on this episode. And I want to do our overall thoughts on this season. <sighs> Ooh, that's it. Um, overall thoughts on the episode. Overall thoughts on this episode. I liked. I liked it. I feel like it closed up a lot of <sighs> kind of what we coming out of the last episode. It was like, what about this? What about that? You know, and it kind of closed those gaps. However, as like a season, like a like a season finale, I feel like I was expecting more closure on a lot of subjects. Thrawn, I'm you know on one hand, I'm kind of sad that they left it hanging, but on the other, I'm glad that they didn't just bring back Thrawn for one season and then kill him off as a conclusion. Because I feel like they did that with like with Maul. But they made the mistake of like, hey, we got rid of a villain too soon. We're going to keep bringing him back and back and back and back again. And and yeah. almost to the point that it kind of got absurd. Yeah. Um, but in this case, they're like, no, 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 we're not going to, you know, off Thrawn. We're just going to put him on hold for right now. Um, it's yeah. kind of hard with these things because when you're waiting seasons and stuff, you do have to you do have to have you know um, loose threads mm-hmm. to be able to bring the the, the viewers back. Um, as a whole, I feel like this show is kind of like Mandalorian season two. There were just you so many so? characters, and there were so many. It kind of got splintered between. Do you mean Mandalorian season two or three? Because um, those are two wildly different things. What was season? No, season. Season three was where they had like Jack Black and. No, I think uh, season two. Okay, you're thinking season two. Okay. Because it was all about. Um, well, it started getting more. Okay, season three. I guess both, really, but season three more. 
Oh, sorry, you're saying I'm right. Sure. Well, that and Book of Boba Fett, like they started diverting off of the main character. Please note that Dave kind of just admitted that I was right. Just ignore that. They all heard you. Whatever. They're all laughing at you. Anyway, so. They, they all think you're stupid. They diverted off the main character um, too much and they started introducing too many side plots. Yeah, there was without, a lot of side Without plots. interweaving them like correctly. Mm. or properly um i i just feel like the story as a whole is kind of fractured um in a lot of weird different ways and i'm not sure why if it was like production or just timing or filming schedules um but i feel like a lot of this stuff could have been fixed in post in 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 the director's booth you know with the editor um yeah. I don't like that they changed Sabine from this character we know into the kind of this impulsive, rebellious, emotionally irrational teenage girl. Um, I feel like they kept Ezra's character pretty solid. Did you say Ahsoka or Sabine? Irrationally teenage girl. S Sabine. Sabine, Sabine, Sabine yes. absolutely. Mm -hmm. they, I feel like they kept Ahsoka pretty solid. I feel like they kept um, Ezra pretty solid to his character. Thrawn... I'm still a little iffy on because live action Thrawn just seems so much weak sauce. It's so yeah, like, I still they, he can't just get seems nerfed, like in so many ways. Nerfed, you say? Nerfed, yeah. like like the like the foam bullets. Yes. Yeah, there's. <sighs> I'm realizing that these Star Wars original series do not do good finales. Um, with the exception, I will say, um, the Mandalorian season, seasons one and two, I feel like had pretty decent finales, uh, two especially. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like a good season finale wraps up the main storyline of the season in a very climactic way and then spends like the last maybe 5% of the episode setting up kind a hook for the up. next season. Mm -hmm, like it mm -hmm. instantly gets you hooked. Um, Mando season two, that finale. I remember I was on the edge of my seat my, the entire time. Uh, the way the dark troopers were incorporated, the way the dark saber comes into play, even the Mando season one finale, like the last, I think the last thing we see is um, Moff Gideon coming out of the rubble, like yeah. using the dark that saber. Hook, that hook was fantastic. That was a hook. Uh, yeah. The Mando season two finale the hook it gets you on is like, oh, whoa, now uh, Din Djarin and Grogu are separated. Like, I mean, it reeled us in with the Luke Skywalker mm -hmm. hook and uh, these last few minutes. I think all of our jaws were on the floor. Uh, so Agreed. a good season finale. It wraps up the season in like just an epic way for 95% and then spends the last 5% like, oh, but wait, something's still got to happen. But wait, there's more. This finale... Uh, I don't know. It was, it felt like most of it, like maybe 100% of it even was just setting up what's going to happen next season, getting all of our characters yep. just in place for what's supposed to happen next season. Much like the previous episode, I said, uh, it fell into the trap of just getting everyone in place for the finale. Yeah. This was just getting everyone in place for the next season. Uh, which I think there is going to be one. I can't remember if uh, I read that it was already renewed. So it was 100% just set up yeah. for the next season, it felt like. Which, 
okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but just as like as we're talking, putting this out loud, I feel like the entire series has been kind of monotone in its storytelling pacing. Yeah. Because I feel like with Mandalorian, it had kind of like peaks and, and valleys, you know, throughout. They had kind of high moments and low moments. And this, the whole thing seems to be like plot set up. There's so much treading water in this series, I felt like. But maybe it will improve upon a rewatch. Um, I look forward to watching this again. So if I were to give it like my overall thoughts, uh, it's better than Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Not hard. <laughs> Not hard. That's really straight from the bottom of the barrel, man. Um, I appreciate that the Ahsoka series was actually about Ahsoka. And we spent so much time. Respect. Um, there's quite a bit of good development for Ahsoka as a character that, I mean, it's going to be hard to top that episode of the World Between Worlds with Hayden Christensen. That, for me at least, that was by far and away the best episode of the no, that was, entire series. I think that season. was basically the highlight of the entire season. Yeah. Um. So... Now that Thrawn is back and he's active, my guess is he has a part, a pretty big role to play in establishing the First Order. Since that we're would, getting around that time. That would make sense. That would make sense. They're going to have to explain what happens to him eventually because he does not make any sort of appearance in the sequel trilogy. Um, but that's my that's my guess. I'm interested in seeing what they retcon and what they mm -hmm. like continue to move or, or, or start opening up. Yeah. Um, I think overall, you know, George Lucas, Dave Filoni, um, John Favreau, they've done a tremendous job at world building these characters and tying in 30 years, 40 years. I mean, they had a lot of, of pressure here, you know, fictitious universe mm -hmm. history between galaxies. Like there's a lot to keep yeah. in mind. It was, it was still just way too many characters to fit in. Uh, we have that Senator Zioni. Zioni. Yeah. Um, not appear. Not he doesn't appear at Literally all. Literally not not important at all. Um, there's oh Merrick. Remember the big deal we made about Merrick? Oh, he's got to be Ezra. Remember? I was so ready for him to be Ezra. I know, and I was so happy when he was nothing but a cloud of dust. Mainly because I was wrong. Yes, of Absolutely. course. Absolutely, you were so petty. May it be on record that Sam was wrong. Yeah, but I was more right than Dave was wrong. Do you, you guys no, understand no, that, right? No, they've they've listened to the when show. I was right they know they knew was, how convinced you were I, that, that Ezra was Merrick. You know, I'm gonna one up you here. I am the bigger person. I can admit that I was wrong about Ezra being Merrick. Anyway, so what do you expect out of uh, notice Ahsoka, how he skirts around the Ahsoka subject? Ahsoka season two. What do you expect? Well, no, 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 I'm saying like as far as like things that were kind of time wasters. There was a lot of mystery surrounding Merrick's character. Uh, for once, there was I feel like there was a lot of that in this uh, series. And maybe that was just our fault as fans getting, you know, letting our imaginations run wild. I think we were looking for things that were not there. We were expecting the show to be deeper than it was. <laughs> I, I What? I mean, like, <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. When you say it like that. Wait, were you saying that you hate that I'm right? No, it's 
it's just you touch upon an, an int- intrinsic truth about this show. An intrinsic truth. In other words, expect- I was okay. We expected more of this show than this show could deliver. Yeah. Um. I I have to remind myself sometimes when watching these shows that these are kids' shows. In a way, yes. They are. I mean, at the end of the day, meant for kids. So, am I expecting too much? Yes. That is... Oh, absolutely. Oh, you are one to talk. I'm a child at heart, and that I will freely admit. I will also freely admit that you are a child at heart. But, uh, I don't know. We'll just have to see what happens in season two. Overall, I mean, it was still entertaining to watch. Um, The fan service was just enough. The... I just... Man, I really hate what they did to Sabine's character in this show. Like, they really fisted Sabine's character and just stripped it down to nothing. And it was a pity. If we do get a season two, hopefully we can get some, like, the the Sabine that we know and love. Hera, solid job. Ezra, solid. Ahsoka, continuing to be amazing. Chopper. I was sad his Chopper. arms. I'm sad he didn't have the little arms. Wait, are we going to talk about how even though Zeb made an appearance in Mando season three? Yes. He was nowhere to be seen in yeah. this entire series. Yeah, but don't you know he's, quote, off training new rebellion soldiers like new like New Republic. They spent so much time emphasizing this like as kind of a, An ode. a spirit rebel season five. And Where, where's there's Zeb? no... Zeb. Yeah, that's a fair. There's no Zeb. Again, they spent the entire budget on Hayden Christensen. They really did. I mean, and I hope he puts that paycheck to good use. I hope. You know? Yeah, yeah. Good for you, Hades. Agreed. Um, so that's 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 where we're at on Ahsoka season one, folks. Please tell us what you thought because there, like I said in the last episode, there is so much show in this show. It's a lot of show. Um, we do need to talk about what we're going to talk about next. Yeah. And that, so, um, so funny story, uh, you know how we put a poll out last, uh, last week for what we should watch next. So turns out of the three options, it was 33%, 33%, 33%, three way tie between all three of them. Like really guys, really? <laughs> and I'm like, what are we meant to do with that? We had, um, I'm like, what are the odds? That's we had, impressive. We had the clone wars, Mandalorian, and the office like highlight favorite I, episode i, I remember i remember it made more sense at the time it, um, it seems like a, well we had an animated star wars series a live action, action star wars series and then kind of something everyone likes yeah so what are we so i mean the final call is really up to us i mean really we could just pull a uh what do they call it when the president has a, 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 a override? Oh, a veto? A, not a veto. That's when he like cancels a bill. Oh. I don't know. Executive decision. That's the word. That we could pull like an executive decision and just be like, boom. This, oh, dude, we should just do the Mortis arc. The, that's only three episodes. I know, but it buys us time. So, in other words, just do Clone Wars. Oh, I guess we could do that. Oh, look at that. Problem solved. Are we just doing Clone Wars? Just kidding. Or no? Okay. Well, let let us know. What are your thoughts? We gave them a chance to let us know. They did not let us know. Well, we gave you a chance. You failed us. So now we just got to choose. I say Clone Wars. Clone Wars? Start at the beginning. We're even going to do season one. Might as well. Wait. 
What season if we... one is awesome. It's wait, where it all began. Wait, wait. We could do the Clone Wars movie. I was just going to say the movie. But that's a long... It's not a long... It's like, it's an hour and a half. It's a kids it's movie. It is. It's so an hour it's and probably half. no longer than an hour and a half. That's literally what I just said. I know, we but break it, up, it made more sense when I said it. We could... <sighs> um, debatable. It's... We could break it up into like three episodes. Boom, boom, boom. I w- we could just review the movie as one episode. There's only so much I can say about that movie. <laughs> I guess that's fair. All right. Tell you what, we'll just do the Clone Wars, the movie. We'll do the movie, movie. And unless you guys say otherwise, we'll just go right into the Clone Wars series after that. And uh, are you tired of hearing us talk? Because I'm tired of hearing us talk. We will spend this. our time there until the next Star Wars series comes out. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. What What do we have next? Uh, Andor season two. Oh, that's going to be so good. I'm yeah. We will definitely interrupt our Clone Wars rewatch for Andor season. Two. I have high expectations for that show. Oh, for sure. Season one just did so good. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Wait, can I talk? about Okay. I have I have a quick story about my new roommate. Okay. So quick, quick commiseration. It's not really commiseration. Uh, so he moved in like 10 days ago and uh, I was showing him around the place and I brought him to my bookshelf. I was like, Oh, this is like all my star Wars. But well, first I was like, wait, are you a star Wars fan? No, not really. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess I can skip this part of the tour. But, um, he's like, are you a big star Wars fan? I was like, and he actually made a valid point. He's like, I've learned that people who claim they aren't big star Wars fans, usually turn out to be the biggest Star Wars fans. And that's I was like, well, you know, that's 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 yeah. your opinion. Yeah. So then he asked me what I was doing tonight. <laughs> How did that conversation go? Or he asked me, like, what my plans were for the whole day. This was this morning. I was like, well, I got work. And then, um, yeah, later my buddy and I uh, were going to record our podcast. I was like, oh, what's your podcast about? I was like, oh, you know, this and that. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars. And he's like, remember when I said that Star Wars fans don't think... I was like, yes, I, I remember what you said. Okay, yes. I, I was have, there. I was there for that story. I, yes, yeah. I have a Star Wars podcast. So, so be it. I mean, that is that is kind of a, a nice flex. Weird it's, flex, but yeah. yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Yeah, he said that he and his buddy back home wanted to start a podcast at one point, but they never got around to it. Ha. Well, we did. Well, in his face, because we actually we did did yeah. it for so, one season yeah. of a show. Well, we will see you guys next time when we talk about the abomination that is the 2008 Clone Wars movie. Oh, come on. It's pretty solid. The animation. Uh, anyway, let's see you for next week. All right, everybody. Have a great week. 